0: Welcome back to the Relatable Single Girl Podcast, where we share the griefs, challenges, and joys of singlehood. I'm your host, Treasure B. John, and I am so glad that you pressed play. Hey friends, so real quick, before you continue listening to this episode, I just wanted to share that um, the audio is a little echoey. Um, I want to apologize. As I'm listening back to the episode, I realized that it's a little bit of feedback here, but um, it's still listenable. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. All right, guys. Well, welcome back. This is actually season two of the Relatable Single Girl podcast. And I'm so excited because I have a new guest. Her name is Chelsea Bayham. So Chelsea, go ahead and tell everybody a little bit. So.
1: What's up, y'all? I am so excited to be on this podcast. Thanks for having me, Treasure. Um, Twenty six. I currently work at a church in Rancho Cucamonga, about an hour from L.A. I'm the creative director, and I am just truly enjoying life in this season. I really am. Where are you from? Born and raised in L.A., Uh, My my dad was a firefighter and it still is currently in Los Angeles. And it was just really dangerous at the time in Inglewood. And so he picked us up and and moved us about an hour away to a safer neighborhood here in Rancho. And I've been here ever since.
0: Okay. I lived um, for a little bit. Nice. (laughs) I lived in Moreno Valley, Riverside area. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: That's not too far from us.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hey, did you go to school out there or were you... Like, do you ever
1: live anywhere outside of California? I've never lived outside of California. I've always wanted to, but um, I I, I went to when I went to college, I played basketball. Okay. And um, I, I was like, I'm going to get as far away from my parents as possible. I love them to death, but I'm like, I need freedom. And then I got a taste of it. And I was like, just kidding. So I, I went to college in La Mirada. I went to Biola University and mm-hmm. I studied uh, media and communications there. I actually signed to another college up north to Simpson University. It's about 10 hours away from here. Mm-hmm. And um, a week before college started, my dream school, Biola, called and said, we want Chelsea. Can she come play basketball here? So I I switched colleges and it was only 45 minutes away from my family. And I literally loved it.
0: Oh, my goodness. So cool. Yep. Tell me about your role in church. Like, what does that look like? You're a creative director.
1: (laughs) Yes. So my role in church, like. If you work for ministry, you understand at most churches, you don't like just do one thing. You wear multiple hats. So uh, I oversee young adult ministry right now. So we have some young adult events, which is super fun that I oversee. And then any event the church does, um, I'm kind of helping to plan the event. But when it comes to the creative things from sermon series to marketing and communication to video editing, I do podcasting, all of that stuff uh, I'm involved in at the church.
0: So cool. he mm-hmm. has been involved in how did that come about?
1: I have not always. So I went to college. So the dream was to be a sports broadcaster. Mm-hmm. That was like the dream. And halfway through college, I ended up meeting a, a one of the best global communicators of our time currently. And I asked like, hey, I just want to interview I, I, not interview, I'm not interviewing an intern for you. Mm-hmm. And she came and spoke at Biola, actually. And when I heard her speak at Biola for the first time, it was my first time seeing a female preach in that way. Mm-hmm. And as I watched her, I was like, there's something inside of me that just said, I i think that's what i'm supposed to be doing communicating the gospel and it was just something awakened in me and then something in my spirit said like you're going to be connected to this woman i was in i was in a stadium of 800 students at the time and i turned to my roommates and i said hey y'all uh i'm gonna i'm gonna be in her life one day and they just laughed at me and then i i stalked her for about a year like hey do you need help hey do you need help I'm available, and I really wasn't. I was just saying that. So I am like, hey, I have time. Can I intern for you? And she kept telling me no until a year later, I get an email from her saying, hey, I think you'd be a great asset to me in the season. Could you come um, interview? So I drive to Orange County. I ditch class. I'm not saying anybody should ditch class, but that's what I did. And I sat down in a room with this lady. We spoke for about an hour, and she's like, when do you want to start? i said tomorrow and um i started the very next day doing like social media stuff and i had never done that before but i kind of like we had google and youtube accessible at our fingers you could pretty much learn how to do anything Mm -hmm. so i went to the school of youtube and school of google and i figured (laughs) i figured my way out and i figured my way through and each month i worked with this lady um she gave me more and more responsibility. Eventually, um, it led to her and her husband saying, like, we want to plant a church. And so I helped them from conception to the birth of the church, plan it. And there I was helping with social media. I was helping with all of the things that I do at my current church now. So it kind of just over time, as I kept saying yes to what was handed to me and started growing and learning in it, I just started to acquire skills I never had before. And it just led me to have more and more job opportunities, which is where I currently
0: sit in. So, did you grow up in the church? Like, were you always a, like, was there any type of faith background in your family or that kind of sparked when you were in college? Yeah, no,
1: I, I grew up in the faith when my family moved out here. My family was born and raised Catholic, but my dad, before me and my brother were born, you know, decided to divert from. Catholicism and convert into Christianity. And so when we moved out to Rancho, he was looking for a church. So he finds this church called Abundant Living Family Church and we start going there. And when I was a kid, like I was nine years old in youth ministry, leading small groups at Mm -hmm. Abundant Living Family Church. And I just like, I'm the, I'm the like class nerd. I sit in the front row. Yes. In school, I sat in the front row at church, and there was something about the Bible I was so fascinated with. So, uh, I, I grew up in that church until I went to college, and then all that I just explained. Meeting that communicator happened. I planted that church, but now I work at the church I grew up in at a Bible loving family church. So it's a really full circle moment.
0: Yeah, such a full circle moment. Mm-hmm. So you are single, and I love that. I love that you are a single woman communicating the gospel i was like that just it it brings me so much joy to (laughs) see you in that yes how long have
1: you been uh you said how long have i been single Mm -hmm. uh for about consecutively five years now four years now i'm like very single and and i had i've only been and, and a lot of people are shocked by this but like I've only been in one serious relationship and it hasn't, it didn't last that long. I was young and I was still trying to figure out this relationship stuff. And I got into it with the wrong reasons. I literally told my roommates, I was like, I've never been in a relationship. I won't know unless I try, which is a terrible way to enter a relationship. You should enter it because you know, you're supposed to be in it and you genuinely like that person. So mm-hmm. I entered it with the wrong reasons, but yeah, I, uh, once I, I ended that, God's been so good to me because and and to all of us like you know when you're not supposed to be in something Mm -hmm. and like so I just listened to his voice and I just the relationship never felt like it was right for me the person never felt like it was right for me he was a great guy but I was like I don't think this is it for me and so uh, when I broke it off in 2019 I have not been in a relationship since so
0: what what would you say is like one of the most challenging things about being a woman and just being in this life yeah I
1: think I think treasure when you look at like when you look at the communication field even in ministry and just the platform it's really either male dominated mm-hmm. or it's like women are up there but it's women who are married attached Mm -hmm. to you know a man that has influence and so I think that's been the challenging thing not that the world has made it challenging for me but I make it challenging for myself and thinking that um my life can't start until I find my husband or until my husband finds me so the challenge has been shifting my mind to know that God can open up doors for me as a single woman and he will bring my husband eventually but that's not going to be the thing that kickstarts my life and so yeah it's just ministry is different when you're when you're single it really is and operating in this season has been and, and for those that work for a church know that it could be very very lonely and so one of the one of the greatest challenges aside from like being a speaker in this world has been just like the isolation in this season and here's the thing. I, I'm weird, Treasure, like, I really like being by myself, like, I enjoy, like, I vacation by myself, I spend a, t- I, I do, like, go to the movies by myself, go out to dinner by myself, like, that's not, I'm not like, woe well, was me, I'm miserable, but I think when, when you have such a demanding job, and you're constantly pulled on by people, it's, community and relationships are just such a vital part of your life. And so I think the challenge has been for me, just like there's moments where I'm like, man, I wish I did have a, someone to lean on in the season. So it's been a challenge, but that's where my friendships come along that are really healthy for me. That kind of balance that isolation for me. Yeah,
0: that's so real. I feel like mm-hmm. there's something that. I even know early on in my walk, right? I, was, like, I only saw that I only saw women, married in positions the ministry so i naturally thought, oh, i will only ministry when i'm married and i kind mm-hmm. of continue to so- seek after that mm-hmm. i feel that's like that's real it's such a unique experience to be even just like a part of your church whether you're serving let alone working in the church because sometimes we do see marriage local, right, and even idol so yeah how do you navigate that and like separating that from the truth of the gospel and all of those
1: yeah that's a that's a great question marriage has become idolized but once like I have a ton of married friends like all of most of my close friends are like way older than me, married, k- multiple kids, you know, some are like even grandmas. And so like, those are my, that's there that are in my inner circle. And I, because I'm surrounded with people who have lived 15, 20 more years of life than I do, I constantly am asking questions always. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the main things I ask is, hey, what would would you have done differently if you were single? Like, prior to marriage, like, what would you have done differently? And they said, I I wish I would have enjoyed my time. Like, I wish I would have enjoyed that season because it it is so sweet. Like, you don't have to tend to anybody. You could really focus on yourself yourself. This is the time that you can spend the most concentrated time with the Lord and growing and knowing who he is with no distractions. They, they, they always say, I wish I would have traveled more. I wish I would have explored the world more. And so as I, those conversations have allowed me to knock marriage down and not let it be an idol in my life because... I recognize the sweetness of singleness. Mm-hmm. And and it's not saying that I don't desire to be married. I completely desire to be married and I can't wait. But I also recognize the beauty in being single. Mm-hmm. Like I can, whenever I'm trying to like go on vacation and hit up my friends to come, they always got to ask their husband. They always get a check on finances. Like I don't have to do that. I can literally get up and leave. It's like the little things in life. Mm-hmm. And so- those conversations have allowed me to not idolize, you know, marriage. And and because I have in this season, I think not wasted my time and really treasured the time that I have, God has began to open up doors for me. And I've began to see my purpose in this life, you know, aside from my husband. And I think when my husband comes, new purpose will be added. And I'm excited for that season. But right now, God's being god's opened up doors and i recognize man there's beauty in this season and a lot a lot of my married friends they're like man i wish i would have dealt with my mess before i got married because then when you get married your mess is just intensified Mm -hmm. and a magnifying glass is put over it and so in this season i'm getting healed i'm getting whole i'm in therapy So that when when that relationship does come, like I'm not bringing the weight of my past into it, and and that I find joy. So in that, I'm like, marriage is not so. It's something to enjoy and desire, but not something to be idolized.
0: Yeah. Speaking, what is bringing you joy in this time of your life?
1: You know, when you when you sent me that question a couple days ago, treasure. It really, it really stopped me in my tracks. If I'm honest with you and because i i started to examine my life and i asked myself that question like what is what is bringing me joy and um besides the obvious jesus christ like he is the foundation i was looking back at cuz i've gone through a really hard season in the past year and a half i had got let go from my last church for a reason i still don't know <laughs> and it was just a really painful like traumatic church hurt experience for me and so I've in full transparency been in a season of examining what are the things that bring me joy and um what I realized is I thought I thought traveling and like getting away was the thing that brought me joy as I started to do it I realized it wasn't the source of my joy it was the source of escape so it was a source of like, when I get away from home, I'm away from reality, and I'm away from my problems. So once I realized that, I'm, I, I told myself, when I start to feel like I'm in a rut, I'm not going to run away. I'm going to deal with it. And I'm going to find ways to find my joy without having to escape from reality. As I did that treasure, it's the little things in life that bring me joy. It's, it's going out to eat with my siblings. It's taking my dog on a walk. It's going to a coffee shop in the morning and spending time with God. It's hanging out with my friends. When I I was in a really unhealthy pattern probably a year ago where I was just ministry was the only thing for me and I didn't really spend time with my family. Um, I didn't spend time with my loved ones. I just made work my idol. Now that I've, I've prioritized my family and my relationships, I realize this really brings me joy. When you have the right people around you, um, it's easy to pull joy from them. So I think my relationships in the season, though small and though intimate, um, are bringing me so much joy. Um, so yeah, that's that. That would be my answer.
0: Yeah, I love that. I love your family. I feel like sometimes I, for most of my family they're not in the and so like most of my family is my church family. So I them, mm-hmm. them being my family and my roommate, housemate. So it's just, yeah when like your community are, is the people around you that know you the best that grew up around you. Um but yeah tell me about your friendship. I know you said that um some of your friends your friends are married but like do you have any girls that are single? Like are you walking this out with other people in your life or yeah 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 for sure. I
1: have I have one particular friend. Her and I have been like it, she's a newer friend and um also navigating this world of singleness and I and Treasure, that that's such a great question you asked because a lot of my friends that were married it's not bad they're just in another season so like when I'm going through the challenges of singleness they don't fully understand like understand it and they got married young so they they don't understand entering your late 20s early 30s still as a single person because they were married <laughs> with a couple kids already so I, I've found a couple new friends in the season or God's brought me, I would say, new friends in the season that are that are dealing with the same things of singleness. And it has been such a healthy thing for me because you realize you are not crazy in thinking what you're thinking and feeling what you're feeling. And to navigate singleness with other like minded people is the best is <laughs> the best thing you could do because it takes you out of like it, it takes you out of the dumps thinking that your life is worthless or hasn't started yet when you're actually doing life with community of people. So, so yeah, me and my friend have just both been, one in particular, really navigating this this life of singleness recently and even asking ourselves the questions like, are we ready for marriage? And one thing that has been really healthy that I do is I ask myself, my friends, really intimate questions of like, Am, do you think I would be a hard person to date? What is like? What are my blind spots? And I allow my friends to speak into those areas of my life because there might be something that's prohibiting me from being dateable. I have to ask that question as well. Like, what am I not dateable? Am, am I the woman that my future husband would want? And I've had just really healthy friends come alongside and be very honest with me. See, I'm not doing this alone. And I would not encourage anybody to do this alone.
0: I love that. What a that? Another account. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like that is so good. I need to ask some people around me that <laughs> it's healthy. It's really healthy. Oh my goodness. Okay. So speaking of dating, are you dating? And like, what is your view on dating? How do you go about that? And when you are yeah, I
1: I am I, I mean, let me ask you, what do you define as dating?
0: dating meaning like are you actively seeking to get to know someone and like possibly form a relationship with uh, somebody
1: I am I am seeking um I I prayed a prayer a couple months ago and I said God hide me from anybody that's not my husband Mm -hmm. and which is a good prayer but like he didn't do it and so I a lot of men not a lot but like more often in this season than not i've been asked on dates Mm -hmm. and um and so yeah i'm open i don't i wouldn't say actually i'm actively seeking but like i am open i will go on dates if if men ask me regardless if i think off the bat you know they're the one or they're my type i think it's just really healthy to to have conversation with the opposite sex because it's throughout my dating phase that I've realized I actually like this about I would want this in a relationship or I wouldn't want this in a relationship. So I am going on dates more often in this season. And um, <laughs> one one way I'm navigating it is I'll do small talk online because a lot of the dates I've I've gone on recently have been through a dating app. And and I'll ask a ton of questions before I even go on the first date. And um what type of questions like what do you do for a living uh what brings questions you're asking me what brings you joy how long have you been single why do you feel like why are you on this dating app you know um so asking some of the questions to see what are what are men's like motive for being on these dating apps as i'm in these conversations i go to like i go to my pastor and his wife and i i have a group message with both of them and i'll send them like hey there's this guy. This is what he does. This is what he's about. Do you think it's worth it? And I really bring in my mentors. I would say they're my mentors. Okay. And, and I say, hey, and... And pray for my pastor. He he definitely has his eyes open for me. To, and he's trying to find me a husband, which I appreciate. So he's always sending me like, hey, what do you think about this guy? What do you think about this guy? And I go on the dates, but I really bring in my mentors to say like, hey, is this worth my time or not? Because I trust them. And I trust their wisdom. And if they're like, no, nah, I think this dude is just, you know, not ready. Then I really trust that wisdom. But um, I'll bring my mentors and my friends in and and have them vet these because, you know, social media and the internet, you can find out almost a whole person's life nowadays. So my friends are crazy and they will do their research and give me some pointers. So yeah, but I've, I've, I've been open to dating. I I think God's preparing me to be a wife and I think I'm ready to be a wife now. So I'm like, God, I just, now it's time to practice what dating would look like.
0: I love that you're like, Seeking community through dating, I think a lot of times people like go date on an island without mm. checking in on how it's going, and I people, mm-hmm. like you're bringing in know really you the best to like hold yep. hold the other person accountable. I really love that. That's so
1: hundred percent, hundred percent.
0: So, how has your? I know you said you had one relationship. So, were you? Like when you came into the faith were you just like marriage is the thing. If you always wanted to get married, or has that, been something that has grew with? Christ?
1: Yeah. Uh no, I did not always want to get married. I, I wouldn't say that. I would say yeah, I've always wanted to be married, but it wasn't something that was like on the forefront of my mind. Like a lot of my friends at a young age, you know, had to The American dream to get married young, have kids and, you know, live their best life. And that was never, like I said, my first relationship was after college. Mm -hmm. Like I chose at a really young age to say, I am not going to enter a relationship unless I feel like I'm close to wanting to be married. Like I just didn't want to waste my time. And I saw a lot of my friends in high school and college date these dudes and they just, they don't know who they are. And um, when they f- start to find out who they are, they realize that they're in- they're unequally yoked. And so I just saw that at a young age. I'm like, I am not going to waste my time and bring on heartache and heartbreak prematurely. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't until post college that I be I became open to say, okay, I think I'm I'm learning myself well enough in the season to start dating, and um and kind of grow up in that area of my life romantically and. Uh and then I enter a relationship and I realized, oh yep, yeah, I'm still not ready. No. And and I took a I took a break from it. Like I said, it's been four or five years. And um and, and even in those four or five years, I because that relationship just wasn't that healthy for me, I was not quick to jump back into another one. Because mm-hmm. relationships are time consuming and they are hard. People don't want to talk about that. They only see the TV version of like, mm-hmm. you know, just all oh, love, love you. that's not reality. So when I got into this relationship, I'm like, oh, wow, this is a lot of work. And so after I broke up with him, I I recognized that. So it made me like, I don't want to jump back into something unless I know, like, it is the season and the time. And so when was this? It was not last Valentine's, not this Valentine's Day, but last year, last February. I, um... I was so happy because I didn't have to think about anybody on Valentine's Day. I got to take myself out. I was just living my best life. And I remember going on a walk and that morning and I'm walking and I felt like the Holy Spirit said, pray for your husband. And I'm like, what? Because I've never been that type treasure to like pray. I've had friends who did like wrote journals for their husband. I am not that person. I just am not. Maybe I should be. I don't know, but I'm not. So I never was like, I'm gonna pray for my husband. I never just, that was not like an idol in my mind. So I didn't until I'm on this walk and the Holy Spirit said, pray for your husband. And I just laughed. I'm like, I'm about to do that. And then I heard it again. And God usually confirms things to me when he says it twice. So that day, uh, last year, I said, well, I pray he's miserable without me on this Valentine's Day. And, and I just had like a moment with God. And but it was that moment, treasure, that God put a desire in my heart to start praying for my husband. And as I started to pray for whoever he is, I started to see and to desire like marriage, not mm-hmm. in an unhealthy way, but like God, I do see this. I get you.
0: yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Not something that I'm like you know trying to put above him or above anything else, but just like God, I I, I desire it. And when when I'm ready. And when you think I'm ready, uh, bring them, yeah. bring them. So mm-hmm.
0: oh, my other question is like, do you date guys in your church? Like, is that an experience? Oh God. In my church? In your church.
1: Okay. Here's, okay. I am not saying to follow my advice in this. Okay. But like, okay, I did. I did. So my first boyfriend, we met in the church and, I, it was a miserable because if it doesn't work out mm-hmm. y'all are still at the same church. Yeah. So I'm not saying like, don't date somebody in the church. A lot of people have met their husband in the church and it could be a beautiful thing for me though. In my current church, I'm Abundant living family church is a mega church. It's the largest in the inland empire. And I have a very public role. So I'm on stage a lot. I have the mic a lot. So a lot of the single men see me on stage a lot. So, So sometimes they approach me with ulterior motives as I read through it. And um, so I've just learned in the season, like I am not, my church is big, but it's not like, yeah, it's big in numbers, but you know, the church world and the circle is small. And the moment people see me at church talking to a guy, like it spreads like wildfire. And I know that In the early foundation of whatever relationship God has for me, it has to be protected. So right now I've gone on dates with men in the church, but it's always been an uncomfortable thing for me because of the position that I'm in. So I, I try not to, it's not an indefinite, like, no, but I try not to date at my church. That's
0: why, that's why. Yes. Especially for you. Like you said, you're in a public role and like that can go left real fast. The drama could spread and it's just like less- anybody got time for that yeah that's just not <laughs> it's not it <laughs> yeah. oh my last question would be like what would you tell a single girl she's like I'm struggling with like trusting God or a husband what would you tell her man
1: I would I would tell her that and this is something I tell myself um and I had to remind myself God I had a roommate and um, she was in her early thirties and hadn't been in a relationship in 10 years. And she was one that like really desired a husband and had always seen herself. Like that was her dream was to be married and to support her future husband. That was her dream. And when you hit 30, 31 and you haven't dated in a long time, you start to get discouraged. And one thing I kept telling her during that season was we serve a good God that has good things in store for you and he wants a good life for you. And so this season of singleness, God's not punishing you. God's not reprimanding you, but he could possibly be using the season to teach you something, to strengthen you in an area, to grow you, to prepare you for marriage. And as I had that conversation with my roommate, um, she started to realize it and literally a year later met her husband and got married, wow. but she, she was able, and I'm not saying that conversation sparked it, but she was able to recognize after she got married to him. I was like, was your was your time of singleness worth it? She said, yes, Chelsea, like God had to teach me stuff, stuff outside of my husband and, and the muscle that she grew in her singleness gave her the strength for marriage. So, so for single women who are struggling to trust God in this time or, for a husband or for relationship, man, just his character, he's a good God. He's good. And we're not going to always understand his plans or his why, but the result is when God's involved, the result is always good. And so rest in that, that if it truly is a healthy, godly desire. He's going to give it to you. So in the meantime, trust him. And, the, and it's not going to say that it's less painful, that's less isolating, but it brings purpose to your pain. It brings purpose to the season that you're in. So God's good. He has good things in store for you. And so trust him in the season to ask, hey, during this time, what are you trying to show me about myself? What do you need to heal within me? What are you trying to strengthen in me? And it assigns purpose to your singleness, so it doesn't. This season doesn't feel like a gap, or a hole, or a waiting period. It's an active period where God is using you. God is showing you stuff. So when your husband does come, man, you're you're ready and you're healed. And I would say just trust him. He's a good God.
0: Wait, 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 wait! Before you leave, don't forget to come hang out with us on Instagram at relatable single girl. See you there.